You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we talk about Mick Jackson's L.A. story. You, no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We're your hosts. I am editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am good. Oh, Jared, those are real. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> Having felt them before. <laughs> and we also have with us director of photography Mike Griggs. I did feel like they, they felt a little different. Yeah, that... Uh, no, no, there's no joke here. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> excited to see where this is going. <laughs> Apparently so did Brian. <laughs> I don't know. I think I missed uh, missed up the quote, but you know, whatever. Well, I'm just going to keep going on. Uh, we also have with us costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, 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 and here we are talking 1991's L.A. Story. All roads, all the Steve Martin roads have led here. May I go ahead and say the most watchable one yet, but still in the same vein. Yeah, because the other two were total <laughs> shit. No, no, they weren't total shit, Griggs. They, they, they were, you know, this is more reined in, you know. Yeah, this is, maybe. He also wrote it himself. But it also took him seven years to write it, so maybe that's what the secret is. Mm, yeah, oh. a little more time polishing on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the story was pretty solid, you know. It was there. The script is really good. I will. Yeah, yeah. I I like the story. Yeah, yeah. Give the movie props for that. How much of the story do you think was based on his actual relationship with his wife? I guarantee you that they had a Garfield on the outside of their car. (laughs) I think that was key to the relationship. It was kind of like, you know, hang on. We're in for a ride. Right. (laughs) Apparently he was actually, uh, he was with Victoria Tennant at the time during filming this. I didn't know they were married. Yeah, they got divorced like three years later. <laughs> oh, good for them, man! I think it was a three box years. office failure. <laughs> Wait, how long were they? How long were they married? Uh, they met during. Uh, I think it was all it was, of me. Yeah, this is the last four. Was that? I think 
Yeah. yeah, 84. Steve Martin's last collaboration with Carl Reiner. It's kind of a long marriage. Yeah, that's... It's 10 yeah. years-ish. Especially in Hollywood, that's a pretty long marriage. Yeah. That's like... Impressive. Yeah, till death do us part <laughs> almost in Hollywood. Almost. Yeah. At mean. least one of them died probably more than once during that time. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of well, careers died. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the career. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised about... Uh, how many how many cameos were in the movie? I remembered a couple of them. I remember Patrick Stewart, but Woody Harrelson, Chevy Chase, Rick Moranis, totally forgot they were in this movie. Uh, I totally loved Rick Moranis in this movie. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, my God. And I had to, like, rewatch the scene several times. He is outstanding and steals the entire movie, like, in his, Whoa. like, Three lines. <laughs> he is really good. He's got a good smile. His, his accent isn't terrible. I think it's, it's not, endearing. It's not yeah. terrible he, at all. He throws out a perfect bloody a couple times, and it's like, fuck yeah. I like Give his little nods. Spoof. Yeah, like when when when, they, when when he realizes that she's in on it, you know, and he's like, oh yeah. my god, yeah, she's in. And he's like nodding, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, she gets it, she gets it. Oh my god, my favorite though is when he's digging the grave and the couple is like, hello, hello, and he starts looking around to be like, like what? Wait, wait, wait like, hold yeah, on. He's, he's looking down. around the grave like someone is in the grave saying hello. It's so fucking perfect. He's got a no, bulldozer there. And why is he in there yeah. with a shovel? Well, he's got to finish the last little bit. Clearly, he's grave robbing. Interesting. I didn't see him as a grave robber. I thought he was just preparing, but maybe he was. Uh, no, I, I, I think that was a joke, uh, Jared. But you know, hey, you know, with this movie, it could go any way. I mean, like it's very, very possible that I missed something. That's. I true. mean, the scene is it's it's a straight spoof out of Hamlet, and they are grave yeah, robbers uh, in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he would be the grave robber in this. Cool man. <laughs> I, I, I did like the uh, William Shakespeare tomb. <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty fucking great. Lived the last four years of his life in L.A. Of course. <laughs> he made like what? What did they say? Hamlet Part 8? The Revenge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty perfect. That was pretty good. It was it was nice seeing Rick Moranis, too, as a non-nerd character. You know, usually he plays like an accountant or some kind of like nerdy, glassy guy. It was it was nice seeing yeah. him just being like a blue collar worker. It actually made me kind of sad that he doesn't really act anymore because I would love to see him do more stuff. Yes, you're right. He usually plays like the nerdy character. And that's what I'm so used to. And he's very good at it. But this like really made me see that he has actually potential and can act. And I wish I could see more. He's coming back, but he's coming back as a nerdy character. So. Hmm. Oh, wait. wait, what's he coming back as? Yeah. Uh, shrunk. Uh, the I, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids <laughs> Part series. What is no, he, the granddad? I think, it's, I think like, it's a series. You kids shrink off my lawn. <laughs> no, have you never seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yes, I have seen Honey, okay. I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> All right, hold on. About to, almost had a heart attack there, Grace. <laughs> Come on, Andy. Quintessential Moranis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was probably our age, though, I will say, you know. That's came out fair. when we were yeah. young. Wait, are you, are you suggesting that movie is not still brilliant? Because I feel like it is. No, I just don't know. You know, I don't know if uh, older people at the time, if you said Rick Moranis, would go to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's what <laughs> I, I mean, my parents definitely did. Yes, that is exactly where they went. Okay, so what about people who... Did Don't not have, have kids at that time. That's when not they, a thing. That that's not. That's like a recent they, development where people stopped having children. <laughs> they would probably go Ghostbusters. Probably. Yeah, yeah. That was probably his biggest movie. Yeah. No, I, I'm just not on board with this. But okay. You don't like Ghostbusters, Kristen? Yeah, it's fine. <sighs> He's a gatekeeper, right? 
Yeah. Or is he the key master? <laughs> Fuck, I forget. <laughs> well, obviously he's the key master. She was the gatekeeper. Ah, okay. Think about, uh, that. Think about that for yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need to think about it that long. <laughs> <laughs> Very on the, on the nose, surface level comedy. <laughs> A lot like, like this movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the story. Yeah, there were a lot of on the nose jokes in this movie. Uh like don't walk. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the whole the whole opening of the movie is nothing but uh LA ridiculousness, you know. I, yeah. I think you really need to kind of live too. there or have been there to really kind of understand a lot of it, but the the whole place is a fucking circus apparently. <laughs> I just like his his route to work where he's just so nonchalantly like fixing his hair and shit while he's going down the stairs and cutting through backyards and they're like, hey, and the one guy checks his watch like, oh man, he's late while he's like rushing through my driveway and shit. And like, that was, that was a pretty great joke. It's like, it's like if his car was Ferris Bueller, like jumping yeah. through backyards and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm really glad the whole movie wasn't like that, but I did think it was a really great setup to like introduce you to L.A., yeah, it had a lot of really cool car stuff. Like uh, even when they're on the um, they're on the interstate, and there's like this like shot of the bumper, and then like the, the camera like cranes up and like reveals everybody driving, and then they get into a crazy uh, beginning of summer or beginning of spring shootout. Like it's open season; it's the first day of spring. I thought um, I was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were done. Sorry. No, no, that's no, fine. I am done. Right. Worst joke in the was- movie. I thought it was really funny when they, yeah, that whole thing was really stupid. But <laughs> when they finally finished and like <laughs> the, they do the wide shot, and there's like not even that many cars on the road, like <laughs> yeah. it looks like 10 a.m. traffic around here. <laughs> like, and he's the one doing all the craziness, you know. He's the one instigating the damn gunfight. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even like he wasn't even staying in his lane. He was like trying, like nearly hit that guy several times. You know, not that he should have been shot at, but he was the one causing issues. You drive like that, you get the double barrel out the window. Just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they might even pull out the gun. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that wasn't the whole movie. Uh, you know, like it, 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 it settles after that first ten minute opening. But oh man, it felt it just it just felt like the man with two brain two brains again. And I don't know, over the top. I I don't know if I like slapstick anymore. I don't know if I like silly slapsticky mm. goofy humor anymore. I maybe I'm broken. You might be but, like mature now. Oh no, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe we've all aged out of it. You know, Peter Pan to grow up. <laughs> too old to date Leo DiCaprio now. He's been too old for that. Come on I did. Think oh, about if you, that a lot. oh yeah, if you, if you don't find this film funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually did laugh out loud at some of these things. I, I thought this one was probably the funniest one out of all of them. Oh, it was definitely intro? the funniest or of the all whole the ones, movie. Yeah. No, the whole movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, sure. I liked uh, the intro in this one the best. Also. Before we move on from this completely, like with the four cars at the stop sign, and they're all like, "No, you, go. no, you go," because <laughs> I have actually seen that happen in LA. It's kind of insane when it does. Uh, actually, multiple times I've seen that happen in LA, and um, I also really enjoyed all of the women like lounging by the pool as the hot dog like floats by, <laughs> in the with that being towed by the helicopter uh, in the sky, uh, which was a nice um, nod to oh, what is it? 
Fellini's uh, Fellini, La Doge, yes. La Vita. Yes, uh, which I thought was really great and really set up how this is the culture that they've got. Like, it's a hot dog in the sky. Like, that's what they're doing here. And, like, that's fantastic. And um, what is the the line that someone says? It's like, you know, well, I actually don't remember the line, but the gist was that, like, these people, like, have taken this and made it something. And it's very questionable what they have made it. But they have made it something. And so it's... It's very interesting to look at the culture of L.A. through this lens. Taken a desert and turned it into their own paradise. Yes, thank you. Or yeah. something like that. Yes. I like the narration. <laughs> That's going to turn into a desert again. Oh, at some point. <laughs> but uh, I like the narration stuff. Uh, like um, the, his first narration that he does when he's like loading the car or whatever, or he's, uh, it, it sounds just like Anthony Bourdain, like like his cadence of how he would like do things. I was like, this feels very like parts unknown. Hmm. Wow. You know, Steve Martin's trying to be a uh, like a up his own ass douchebag in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, I think that fits, actually. Okay, well, all right. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, you know. <laughs> hey. hey, man. Say what you will about, a, a you will about Tony. He, he was pretty badass, you know. <laughs> I, I love the tone switch when they go to the museum and, like, they do, like, the, the little titles and the music changes and they're looking at the, the guard and as soon as he turns away, he pulls out his fucking roller skates. Yeah, that was a, that was a great joke. I thought it was so funny. He's like, I call this performance art, but like, if this was modern day age, it would they would just be filming a TikTok. Like, that would be like totally yeah, yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, he's like, this is so avant. <laughs> <laughs> she just calls it wasting time. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hundred percent. That's interesting. Wrong. They they they. That was early. That's that's a really interesting observation. Also with the uh, with the text writing, you know, when he gets around the sign and he, he's like he's like. Ruach. He's like, bitch, don't make me waste letters. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of us modern texting people are like, obviously, are you okay? And he's yeah, like, yeah. Ru- I was. It took me a second. Yeah. I was like, what? What does he not understand? Are you okay? What? Ruach. Uh, Did he not see the abyss? <laughs> <laughs> Someone should have driven past Ben like, don't text and drive. <laughs> <laughs> what an odd, what an odd, like, instigator, like, like little um, thing to set him off is this random sign. It's like this, like, odd little shrine, like, fucking ethereal thing. It's very weird. But it, but it plays. I mean, I, I was oh, kind of totally sold. I was, I was sold on it, you know. I, 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 lo- I love all those moments. Wasn't it supposed to be an alien? Is it an alien? No, it's, it's the city. Orig- it, it no, no, the I mean, city of its, it's the it's power of the city. It was an alien, and they cut it. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, right, the original Ryan, script. Back me up. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Right. See, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, it, they never shot that because they something happened. The the actor that they were gonna cast to play the aliens, he died or got sick or something like that, and they were like, oh well, we don't want to get anyone else. We'll just take that out of the script. <laughs> So they changed it like a couple of weeks good, before good, they good. Good. started shooting. It's bad that somebody died, but that was good for the script. Well, I don't know. They could have gotten sick. Maybe they got a stomach bug. I don't know. I can't remember ah, the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a bunch of M&Ms with Malitol in them. They were bad for the stomach. Goddamn. Trust me. <laughs> That's crazy that that was changed so close to shooting because that was my favorite part of this whole thing. Like the idea that L.A. is a character in and of itself and it can literally talk to you and it's like a, a god type character coming down from on high clearly the city of la has intervened to make yeah. this the, yeah. their own character it's like a, it's like it's, the destiny thing amazing. you know the yeah. city knows. la said nah bitch 
Yeah, if it had been aliens, I would I would have read way too much into it and been like, is Steve Martin making a Scientology joke? Yeah, and how how would the aliens be controlling the weather? And then like, because you know, obviously, LA can control its own weather patterns with the way the hills are there. You know, can like gust around. Sure, Jared. That's what's happening in the movie, man. Sure, the winds are always pushing people. That's true. That's true. Man, that that's just the weather, bro. The weather's gonna change his life twice, twice, only like twice. That. It will never rain again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it, it won't be like as important of a rain, you know. Or maybe that that yeah. Well, this will never rain again. The November rain comes die. later. Oh, well, that's the cold November rain. <sighs> this is the warm spring rain. That's right. That's the the, the rain of love. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the sequel. <laughs> when he's riding around on a motorcycle <laughs> with her. I would watch that movie. <laughs> 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 it'd be like the. It'd be like a also a sequel to Little Shop of Horrors, where he's the dentist <laughs> with the motorcycle. <laughs> Perfect. He's, he's doing like laughing gas. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we not watch that? God damn, we should have watched Little Shop of Hearts. We didn't think of that one. That one didn't exist in our conversation for some reason. It was all these. Uh, that's what happens when I'm not there to steer you in the right direction. Hey, man. Now that you've learned your lesson. Uh, <laughs> right. I will never spend Christmas with my kids again. <laughs> hey, Thank his, you. Wait, his suggestion would be Three Amigos, something that Steve Martin has disowned. So what are we talking Steve about Steve Martin here? disowned Three Amigos? Hold on, I saved it. I didn't know that. Damn. I would have suggested that. That's fair. But also, other better ones. Oh, yeah. Griggs holds up a sign that says, hug me. (laughs) (laughs) He says, uh, oh, okay, so apparently, so this movie um, was not well received at the time, but now it's considered. Or ever. Wait, this movie movie? or? or, or, No, this um, one. And then they said, so they're interviewing him and they're like, so are there any other movies um, like the, that you think changed after they came out, and he goes, "Yeah, Three Amigos. There's some <laughs> movies that were good when they came out, but they don't stay good." Yeah, Three Amigos is probably one of them. It's okay. We should have we should have done it just so he could also contribute a shitty movie to Steve Martin with. <laughs> I would have said Dirty Rotten Scoundrels over Price. anything else he's done. No, in we're doing zany Steve Harper. Martin movies. Yeah. And- zany Steve Martin is different. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is pretty zany. That is pretty zany. Yeah. That fits in this. We'll see. We'll see. Don't don't give he, him an out. He plays a, a mentally challenged person who pokes himself with a fork that has a cork on the end of the fork. Like it's pretty zany. All right, what you guys are telling me? Steve Martin month part two. <laughs> Actually, all I'd right, be down coming for that. up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm lucky I'll be out of town for two weeks next month. Um, uh, <laughs> listeners, February is listener request month, so you can request all the Steve Martin zines that you want. Oh, how funny would that be <laughs> if they all requested nothing but Steve Martin? No, I was actually thinking like. I feel like, again, Steve Martin is the weak link in this movie, and I think that maybe he's just one of those actors that I'm going to put him in the category with Nicolas Cage and Bill Paxton, where in they're just not good actors, but they make good movies somehow, but they're not good actors. Mm, yeah. I have started to feel that after these three movies, honestly. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what was that? What was that line? It's like they're not good actors, but they sometimes they forget that. Like, <laughs> I'll wrap that around your last... <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're not good actors, but they are they act in some movies where they don't know that. Yeah, I think that's an accurate thing because uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, my God. He had that one movie that we watched that I was like, what? 
I mean, but, <laughs> but I think it was just perfect for. But it was it's specifically written for him, so of course he's going to be good in it, right? Because he's he's the unbearable cool. weight of massive. Yeah, that one, that one. Oh, I love that movie. That was yeah, fun. It's a great, yeah, it was it's great. A great movie. But not because Nicolas Cage acted in it, because it was written for Nicolas Cage to like yes, not correct. act in it. Yeah. yeah, and Pedro Pascal was pretty excellent in that he as well. Fucking. Sells that entire movie. Listen, like these guys, and this is including Steve Martin, can surround themselves with so much talent. So you kind of forget that they're just not like good. Um, <laughs> but they're not. And the rest of the movie, though, like, and I actually feel like this movie is so good and it has nothing to do with Steve Martin. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He does have some good lines in this uh, compared to like the last one. But yeah. oh, there's some really great stuff in here. Oh, there's, there's like, great so stuff many, in the whole yeah. movie of it. I meant like specifically, specific to Steve Martin. Yeah, I don't know. I think he he does have some talent, but hit, most of his actual like acting talent comes out in other movies where he's not trying to be fucking zany, wacky character guy. He's just acting. Yeah, where he's just a person who's experiencing things, and sometimes it's it's wacky situations, but it's not because he's like, let me dance all crazy. Yeah, anytime he tries to be slapsticky or anytime he tries to say a one-liner, I'm like, no, sir, you should just not have said anything at all. Like, okay, okay, like you have the wacky weatherman in this and his stuff is yeah. so stupid. And then you have the guy at the end who just looks at the camera and he goes, it's 72 and sunny. That is funnier. <laughs> I laugh so hard at that. That is so much funnier than Steve Martin. Like, oh, my God, my watch is the magnets on. Oh, my Yeah, you know, but it wouldn't have been funny if you didn't have Steve Martin in the beginning, though. Right, it's funny. You got to show the wacky yeah. before it's you get the conservative. Yeah. yeah, that's what makes it funny. Yeah, you, you you're right. Showing both. someone who's not funny makes someone who's funny like funny. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> There's the savage Kristen we all know. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. What? <laughs> but it still stings. Agree <laughs> <laughs> while doubling down with Steve Martin. Sucky. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit. God damn you. But also that old man was great. <laughs> <laughs> he was. I really appreciated his two lines on this. It was fantastic. Yeah. He, he was. I, I really liked uh, Richard E. Grant. And uh, I, I am not familiar with the actress, but whoever was uh, Steve Martin's best friend, the his gay friend, the lady he kept going over to her house. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. filming her. Yeah, yeah. Ariel? Wasn't that her name? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, the character's name was Ariel. The character, yeah, I don't know the actress. Yeah. She doesn't even have a photo on IMDb. Oh, wow. Oh. For real? Yeah, yeah. Was this the only thing she's been in? No, she's been in writing Cards of Boys, Primary Colors, Regarding Henry, yeah. L.A. Story. Bonfire of the Vanities. The Two Jakes. Postcards from the Edge. Ooh. Sounds like she removed all of her pictures from IMDb. She's like, you yeah. guys don't deserve to look at me. <laughs> She's probably right. If you want to know what I look like, <laughs> go watch my films. She's busy doing 30-minute lips, guys. <laughs> that was the girlfriend. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. That was a pretty good uh, riff, though, when he's like, I feel like you're ready, so I stand up, and then after 10 minutes of standing there, I realize that you're still not ready, and then I think you're ready again, and then I sit down, and those those are the moments where Steve Martin's like stand up kind of shines, and I could see him doing that sort of a bit on stage. What do you uh, think about the uh, the costumes, Kristen? Does the seven point method exist? Oh wait, where's <laughs> that thing that she was talking about? Where you spin around, and if it catches your eye, you lose it. No, she's like you're only allowed to wear seven things at one time, and everything has a point <laughs> system. So like this is one point, and these are two points. So like you know, I, she's like I just like to turn and look at myself real quick, and the first thing that I see, I take it off. You know. Well. So I have several thoughts on this. First of all, no, I don't subscribe to that 
method. The seven point method. The seven point method, which I actually don't know if that's real. If it was, I, I, I assume that it's completely ridiculous and made up to make fun of stylists in LA. Uh, it does not seem like a real thing. And but I will say that is also sure. a. Um, uh, sort of a homage to a Coco Chanel quote, which is, uh, oh shoot, what is it? Before you leave the house, you should take one thing off. And I also don't subscribe to that at all. Uh, and Put something I, else on, fuck it, right? <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, might as well. I mean, honestly, like something should catch your eye and I 100% support um, everybody, men included, like spinning around in the mirror and like seeing how beautiful you are before you leave the house. You should definitely do that. Um, don't take things off. Who, who gives... Oh, stupid. No, no. <laughs> um, I have no problem with wearing all of the stuff. Just like if you don't want to wear anything, like don't do that. Like wear what you want, not what some random lady in LA is telling you to do because of what... That's your right. current job at the moment. Gotcha. Go go with the Johnny Depp school of thought. Just throw it all yes. on. Some of it'll stick. Yeah. See what sticks, honestly. Like if you, you should cut your eye. You know what? Listen. On, listen. If you turn when you're walking out the door and you turn and you look at yourself in the mirror, like if you're thinking <laughs> anything other than damn I look good, like there's something wrong with you and you need to like go to therapy or something. Like that should be what you think when you look in the mirror before you leave the house. Brian, you seem unconvinced. You should. Wait, I, I see one about what? You, yo, you, listen, listen. Like, you should, like, spin around and look in the mirror and love what you see. I, like, it really bothered me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that whole nonsense about, like, take something off you don't want to catch your eye. Like, what? That's the whole point. You wanted to catch your eye. You right? want, yeah, you wanted to catch your eye. You should, you should be happy with the way you look. You should be proud to show off what you're wearing. You should, like, it. Th- yeah, no, I'm stupid. Like, it's like the whole thing of like, oh well, I don't want to wear nice clothes because what if someone looks at me and pays attention to me? Like, what are you doing existing in this world? I'm just ugh, tired of all this. Anyway, I don't support. I like the stylist and I like her outfits, but I don't support her nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> She had really nice 90s outfits. I really liked the crazy, like, black collar <laughs> that Why? she was wearing with that, like, yellow dress. Like, Steve Martin wearing old man pants the whole time. Like, that was the style. <laughs> those, those were he's, super he's all, 90s, though, dude. Really? He's all yeah, tucked yeah, in. Yeah, he looks like my style. grandfather, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. <laughs> Have- That's why he looked like your grandfather, because you knew your grandfather at his peak in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that was the style back then. For sure. And then you got Sarah Jessica Parker like wearing these like super short, tight, like small dresses, and she's like bouncing off the fucking walls. And yeah. she cannot see. How I think she's on meth. Was she doing yeah, she's on coke or meth or something. Movie. She's just fucking it's will not, not stop fucking moving. <laughs> God damn it. Um, it's either coke or she's just high on life, and I adored her character so much. <laughs> and honestly, that is the kind of person that you really want. Did you see how fast she sold him that pair of pants? Like, listen, Dude. So well, she was quick. all up underneath him. She was like down on the ground like in between his legs like yeah because yeah. not only did she sell him those pants but she also sold him taylor <laughs> <laughs> this is true this is true could be those colonics honestly that's that's probably why she's so happy oh man <laughs> especially uh, at, at, at an indian place like so i guess you get you can get indian food and a colonic in the same place yeah <laughs> they were all white well, dudes they, that were working there did you notice that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the beers and the, the fucking, fucking yeah. <laughs> They had the fucking village people lined up to walk oh, in, though. There man. was, like, every person represented in that line. Yeah. They're important. Okay. Yeah. 
Including the lady still in her bikini because she just came right off the beach. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it was, it was just like, unplanned. It was like full suit. Like bikini. she saw it and she was like, no. you know, it's a good she idea was, right now. She was swimming and she felt a little bit bloated and yeah. she needed to go get cleaned out. Come she was on. like, you know She's what? She's just smart. I need to clear my head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you did that wrong. You need to go back inside. <laughs> that was a good joke. That was really funny. Also, this movie uh, really kind of changed Sarah Jessica Parker's trajectory. This was the first movie, apparently, that she was seen as sexy. And I have to say, also, this is the first real movie where I was like, yeah, she is actually super cute and super sexy. Like, not that I I never thought she was ugly or, you know, anything like that before. It's just like, I think the first time I saw her in anything was Sex in the City, which is like, she's just kind of like this anxious dating... 40 Hmm. 30 or 40 something woman um but with this one i'm like oh my god like she has like it was just like a different side of her that i had never seen and it was actually really good to see and yes i I think she's super adorable in this that is wild that she was never seen as sexy before this and so this role opened well she was a child actor before so (laughs) i mean okay well that's fair okay Okay, to be fair a lot of people don't have that problem that's fair that's fair maybe i should preface with my first experience with sarah jessica parker was in the flight of the navigator where she was the hot girlfriend who was the age that i was appropriate for me and i was like that girl is what's up (laughs) fucking 15 year old when i was like like 10 i'm like oof Older girl, very cute. That girl don't even have to shave her legs. The hair ain't coming out <laughs> thick yet. Oh, God. oh, my God. She was, what, like 26, 25 when they shot this? Uh, really? I, I have no idea. I did, I I did not look so. it up. I did look. I did look it up, but I forgot. I think it's 26. This is the first time I... Uh, well, you know what? It's not the first time. It's the only time that I've ever thought Sarah Jessica Parker was attractive. Yeah, because she wow. was smoking hot in this. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think a lot of it's her personality. You know, she's kind of like so serious and so up her own asshole and everything else you see her in. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It was kind of nice to see her like I was bubbly. Trying to say that in a more polite way, but yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, like, she's on like fucking Sex in the City. No it's need. Kind of stupid. She's like, oh my God. What's the, what's the girl version of Dude Bro? <laughs> <laughs> Valley Girl? Uh, no. Yeah, but she no, she's not no. a valley girl. She's not like no. stupid. She's no, not vapid in this. She, yeah, she's actually smart. Just saying, yeah. That was the opposite of dude bro, right? Come on, dude bros. No, 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 no. He's saying what's the same? The what's the same? But for, of you know, dude bro, yeah. where they're like that's super what I meant by douchey, opposite. <laughs> I meant like the different sex. God, <sighs> fill in the gaps, guys. Fill in the gaps. <laughs> Who's Phil? What? I did really love Sarah Jessica Parker. So, um, I already said this. I think she's so funny in this. I absolutely loved when she is sitting there with Steve Martin and they're having dinner. Uh, like when the and the way the camera comes in with the fries to their table and she's like <laughs> shoving fries in his face. Yeah, she's like, like feeding him. Yeah, talking. And like yeah. but like and she can't even put them in her own mouth. They keep like falling out. <laughs> and then like she's like, oh yeah, I have a boyfriend. He's right over there. Say hi. He's watching. <laughs> That cuck motherfucker sitting over in the corner, just like staring, you know. And, and you know, oh man, that close up, cutting to the boyfriend and then cutting to Steve Martin. He's like, the fuck. <laughs> that was so funny. I laughed. He's so, so uncomfortable. Hard. Oh my god. And you know, I, I, at the end, when when they decide to go to the um, to go on the trip, 
he's uh, like, it, he's, he's in the window. <laughs> I laugh so fucking hard. But on my second watch, when they actually get home from the date and he drops her off, that cuts to the super fucking wide. Is he in and, the window? And he is in. He's laying in the window, Stop. like peeping straight down. Like oh it's gosh. it's subtle, but he's there. Like <laughs> perfect. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, that that is that is probably the funniest laugh out loud moment in the entire movie. They <laughs> do. It really is. <laughs> Doesn't even have a fucking line. He's just got a sad face. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard, man. Don't feel bad for him. He wanted to have an open relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was for his own benefit. It wasn't like I want to keep you. You can be open. It was uh, I think I can find other women. <laughs> Bro, you're never like, you're not going to find anybody hotter than that. He can't get another ever. date. Yeah, come on, man. Learn what you got. <laughs> Should have waited another 5 years. That face was going to turn into a horse face. Shots fired. (laughs) Wilbur. Sorry. She's not Julia Roberts. Oh. Oh, I haven't seen her lately. And on that uh, beautiful note, I think uh, think we're going to need to take a break. We're going to play the trailer for for Mix Jackson's uh, L.A. story. We'll be right back. Uh, rather than do an interview with me, which would be fascinating, by the way, I thought that possibly I'd take you on a, you know, kind of a cultural tour of L.A. Look how he's painted the blouse, sort of translucent. You can just make out her breast underneath it. You know, when I see a painting like this, I must admit, I get a little emotionally erect. Gee, I'm done already, and I don't remember reading. What's his girlfriend's name? Sheila. 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 She's the one who's always kissing everyone hello. I hate that. I'm not kissing anyone hello anymore. How was I in the meeting? You were good. Any advice? Sure. Skipping. Skipping is the perfect compromise between running and walking. It looks too desperate if you run to a meeting. She's seeing someone else? Yes, yes. She's going away with her. Go, go away with me. I can't. Don't you see? I would just be using you to get even with her for going away with someone else. I don't mind. Let's go. Great. Steve Martin. Did you know that the same technology used to clean up the Alaskan oil spill can also suck fat from your thighs and chin? L.A. Story. I'll have a decaf coffee. I'll have a decaf espresso. I'll have a double decaf cappuccino. Jimmy decaffeinated coffee ice cream. I'll have a half double decaffeinated half cap with a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon. Yeah, I'll have a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon. And we're back. That was the trailer for Mick Jackson's L.A. Story. You guys want a twist of lemon? Yeah, actually, I love that scene. I think that's really funny. But this this trailer is like half like deleted scenes. Yeah. Right. John Lithgow cut out of the movie completely. Completely, it's kind of good because it was pretty dumb. But he was pretty. He was good. But it, it was it was pretty fucking dumb. Well, you know, I didn't think about this until <laughs> I watched the deleted scenes. You know, it, it is kind of crazy that you have this movie L.A. Story and there's barely any poking fun of the film industry. All of that is cut out of the movie. That's what all the deleted scenes pretty much are. It's that and like a boxer story with uh, Scott Bakula. 
I'm shocked that people in Hollywood Very don't bad have accent. a sense of humor about themselves. No, they said that they cut it for shocking. time, not for uh, content. They're saying no, it's obviously, excellent. Yeah, no, you're right. They totally can poke fun of themselves, but why would you need to? <laughs> it was the funniest yeah, shit we'd ever seen, but we were already running long. Yeah, you know? yeah we were, obviously. Yeah, Anything so. over an hour and a half is dying. Well, I could I could have watched not. something else. It's not James Cameron. I mean, you know, you can't just fucking like, you know, go all well, out. We're not watching two movies as one movie. <laughs> this is one movie. Thank God. Um, <laughs> But no, like I, it's it's worth it, it if you happen to have the Blu-ray uh, to go ahead and watch the uh, the deleted scenes, just because it's really cool to see John Lithgow like fucking chewing up the scenery, and they even show you multiple takes, which is kind of neat. He's got terrible hair, uh, it, <laughs> absolutely like terrible hair, J- just just like uh, the British guy that's in love with um, Sarah as well. Terrible hair, Richard E. Grant. What, Christy, you'd think that was terrible hair. Oh, well, I was going to say, I don't think his <laughs> hair is terrible. I mean, it's not like a great style, but that's how they styled it in the 90s. And so, therefore, it's fine. I don't know. It, it just looks like it just looks like a helmet, you know. Like, that I mean, was, not, that was a look. For him. Yeah. Helmet, helmet head is a look, Helmet huh? hair. Okay. It's a power move, huh? Like, I'm ready for anything. Well, let's calm down. <laughs> let's not uh, you know, jump well, the honestly, shark. Honestly... It could. It depends on uh, that energy you've got going, you know? And you know what? That guy had crazy energy. I, I love when he's like, are you cold? Okay, I'm going to run up and get your sweater. I'll be right back. And he like runs back up to the place. And he comes back. He's like, fuck, now I'm, God, I'm hot now from running. Like, what's up, guys? <laughs> you know, he's, he's like a lost puppy the whole time. Poor oh, bastard. I just <laughs> I love when the, when the two of them are having sex and then they cut to the other two having sex. He's also thinking about Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson, <laughs> like a young a young rugged Mel Gibson. <laughs> Jared and I were talking about that. I was like, man, you know that joke just gets better with age. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man, he's sitting in bed. He's just like, oh yeah, hot, sexy, anti-Semite. Ooh, <laughs> well, it's I very don't... LA. <laughs> <laughs> Did we know that he was an anti-Semite then? Was this like a Oh, no, definitely not. No, no, no. He was just a sexy beast back then. Yeah, yeah okay, he was, right. He was the road warrior hot back then. This is this was before, like, fucking mullet, which was, like, fucking pure sex appeal. But this was, like, you know, rugged. Yeah. You know. This has got to be pretty close to his, uh, Mel Gibson's uh, Hamlet adaptation, too, so. Oh, God, yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I thought that was a little great uh, time, too, as well. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. It's not bad. Uh, that's on, fair. You should continue that trend. No, come on. That's one of the better <laughs> Hamlet film adaptations. I think that may be the second or third best. Okay, I'll give you that. I have actually seen that one. Yeah, we yeah, did I don't actually really watch I've it seen pieces in high of school. It. That was yeah. We watched Mel Gibson's Hamlet. <laughs> on on this recent uh, watch of this, uh, I noticed that the uh, resort they go to is the El Pollo de Mer, which is the chicken of the sea. <laughs> and uh, which makes me, you know, with everything a taste of tuna. Um. <laughs> Chicken of the sea. <laughs> that's well, that's like the restaurant, L'Idiot. Yeah, the idiot. L'Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, li- I like ran- I like subtle. It- it's, you know, it's not really subtle, but like, especially, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a joke. It's in yeah. there, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I-, I fucking love that. I thought it was hilarious that he has to have like a meeting with their head of the restaurant in the bank account. <laughs> He's like, like we gotta see, you know. <laughs> They're like, you can afford the chicken, but not the duck. Not the duck. So well, if like, we're going there, she's gonna order what she wants. For her to order what she wants. God, that was so great. 
See, that's the kind of slapstick shit that like that still holds up. And yeah. then you get there and Chevy Chase like can't get it the seat that he or the table that he wants. That was great. And they're all categorized by their fucking like opening weekend or or like their sixty <laughs> their million. box office. Give them the <laughs> shitty table. <laughs> I was just part of the new cruelty uh, cruelty thing or whatever. Like, yeah, he was very. Good. Or when they friendly walk out of the restaurant and all the paparazzi are like, "It's normal, folks, guys. It's fine." <laughs> they just stop. They're like, no, oh, you don't have to take our picture. It's fine. Whatever. Going back to the hotel for a second, I thought it was really funny that Steve Martin took Sarah Jessica Parker there, and he's like, "Yeah, this is like a fancy weekend." And then the British couple was like, "Yeah, hopefully no one will recognize us here," because <laughs> like, they were like trying to go down, like slum it. And I loved how they ended up next to each other because I actually thought they were going to drag that out, and it was going to be like a like a lot of back and forth meetings, oh, trying to hide, yeah, yeah. trying to yeah. hide and like near misses. But no, it was just like a like. As soon as they had sex with each other, they were like, "Let's have a meet now." <laughs> it, it, it played out like a Frasier episode, like like it's this very yeah. this is a very yeah. sitcom scenario. A lot of these things that happen, it's kind of like set it up and knock it down. But I think it's good. It just it just moves it just moves things along. Like like his character goes off and does, I like I like that they both had sex with with other people. So it's not like one person can hate the other over this or whatever. Even though when she comes out, she's like, "Look at this young bitch. You fucking lied to me and said you were going to do something with your mom." Like you know. So there's there's a little bit of like dishonesty there. But like you know, I, I like the balance of things. You know, I watched this multiple times and I had to go back and see it because I thought when I was initially introduced to both British people that they were a couple and so i was like how did he like miss that because like his hand is around her like she's sitting yeah. next to him and then i guess there yeah. is a scene where he's like that's your boyfriend and she says no and and that's where the confusion comes in because it's her <laughs> her husband her ex-husband yeah and so that i feel like yeah because there is that scene on the beach where she's like you know where they're both of them are like you kind of you know you lied to me and then um somehow only steve martin lied but i was like no she kind of lied too actually she's kind of guilty here well i mean like just she's withholding right lie by omission yeah yeah yeah. it's not it's not like she was lying she just wasn't bringing certain things up a lie by omission is still a lie even if it's not an active lie oh well i mean i just say we're playing chess i mean mean, look at sarah jessica parker (laughs) she introduces the guy to her boyfriend i respect that okay yeah yeah oh well i mean you know he he still stands off and you know, that's a good point. That's so funny, though. I love it. <laughs> that is a really good juxtaposition. Like, of, of here is a person in an open relationship, and she's like, has zero problem being like, yeah, this is what's up. This is my life. This is what's going on. And here I am. And he's like, oh, I don't want to talk to you in front of all these other people. Let's go to the Hard Rock Cafe where no one ever goes to. And then when his girlfriend, she's like, yeah, we went to the Hard Rock, he was like, fuck, what, what time were you What there? time? <laughs> <laughs> That was his first thing. Not like, oh shit, you're telling me that you are with another person. He was like, did you he see was, me? He was over it though, man. Like, you know, I like I like how he walked yeah. out of there. Like, he, like he's all solemn and shit, and then he starts <laughs> dancing down the stairs. He's like, yes. No, but there's that scene before where they're trying to make plans, and she's like, oh, I have to take a bath, and he's like, oh, that's right, and I have to take a shower. Like, I think they're yeah. both over it at that point. 
No, she said she was going to a shower, and he said he needed to take a bath. Uh, he no, was making a, oh. no, no. She no. She her. said she said I need to take a shower, and he's like, oh, that's right, I should have a bath. No, she she said I'm going to a shower. Oh, maybe I, I could have swore. Yeah, I could have swore she said like I need to take like, a shower, <laughs> like going to a, like a baby shower or something like that. And he, was which just makes more sense, but in this movie, it. you know, I think he, she no, may have said yeah. that she no, needs to take a shower. He did reference later. He's like, you didn't go to the shower to the baby shower, but ah, uh, okay, yeah. there you go. But when they were talking in the car, I did not pick up that it was a baby shower. Yeah, same. But you're right. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it could be either actually in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> is that a testament to the writing or a knock against it? No, I think it's a testament to the writing because I think everything has multiple meanings in this movie, which is kind of what makes it a little brilliant. There's some things that are not, but I think there are, a, I think ultimately the script works and is really good and really brilliant. And uh, part of it is all of the, the double meaning and, and, and everything like you're never quite sure what's, going on but in a good way in a funny way in a way that there are multiple meanings for it little lady let your mind go and your body will follow mm, that stuff stated though yeah i agree with that actually steve martin would have been like <laughs> me out the ass if you did any of this shit i don't care if that sign did tell you to kiss her Kiss her now. Kiss her, you fool. <laughs> yeah, jail, like, while buddy. she's in the middle while of While she's sentence. talking. Yeah, yeah. Well, what she's saying is not important. Who cares what she thinks? Just I like how she's still talking when he stops kissing her. She goes right back into where she was. Yeah, well, she's... <laughs> listen, <laughs> I, I appreciate that, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. She's like, fuck you, listen. I have, I have yeah. a lot of thoughts about this car that just drove itself down the highway. She's like, I think I figured it out. I know what's fucking happening. Like, so... <laughs> I've just been fucking, like, panicking the whole way. He's like, move over. I'll not drive. <laughs> I did appreciate the recurring joke over he's like, get on the right side, get on the right side. And she's like, I don't think he can hear you. I oh, thought dude, that was so funny. I laughed out loud right there, dude. And I thought that was the funniest shit. But I think, yeah. you know what? But I think I figured that out. You know how when she's playing darts and she keeps hitting far to the left, what if she thinks she's driving on the right, but her like everything's to the left? That you know, is, she, that's that's definitely possible because she think spends she thinks she's several right. scenes. I'm just saying, like, dude, she keeps cutting back not, and like trying to play darts and she can't, I did, she can't that does, aim. But maybe, <laughs> I, I was curious about the dart scene. That was the one thing that I was like, why can't yeah. she aim? It's because everything's <laughs> to the left in, in England. A, a, some kind of like payoff to that. Like they come back to it, and when she's throwing darts on his and it lands on his pictures, and then it kind yeah. of works for the pictures. But it was a good that, shot right on his ass. <laughs> yeah, but if that was the payoff to that joke, that was a that was a weird payoff. It, you know, I thought it was weird that um, after the sign tells him like kiss her, you fool, and they kiss and they go through all that kind of stuff. Then there's a moment where she's like standing there and she's like dazed, and she goes, "My head hurts," and then like the, the, it ends there. It's like why. Is she was she like getting some like weird like power like like it was too like it had a power overload or something because LA of the has a power over her. yeah there's so much energy going on there no I think she wanted to leave because she says later uh, next time they're together it's when they're walking along somewhere I forget where they're going she's like yeah we're standing there next thing I know your tongue is in my throat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ten minutes in the car. Story, next I, thing I know, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, maybe oh, she's fine. just then mad that was in my throat. Yeah, maybe she was just. Oh, that was a great line. Maybe she's just mad that you know she never got to finish her thought about the rabbits or whatever the fuck she's talking about. Like, <laughs> who knows? Her stories are all stupid. Like even the one where they're, they're, she's like <laughs> fucking uh, skating, and she's like, yeah. 
So this one time, I had trouble skating, and I ran into a black guy. He had stoned eyes, and he said, <laughs> and it's like, we had to get all the way just so you could deliver the whole line of, uh, what, what is the, let your let body. Let your mind go, and your body will follow. Yeah. 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 Come on. We, we couldn't so, have come up with a better story than that. And the way it's transitioned, too, with her just seeing the roller skates is just weird. I don't know. I actually thought that she was the weakest character. Yes. Because, yeah, she starts off like this like kind of kooky British lady with like kind of funny lines. And then she just kind of devolves into this mess. And it's almost hard for me to root for them to end up together because I was like, she loses so much personality. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. are you, is this because like everyone's causing headaches for you or like, should you like, maybe you should actually go back to London. <laughs> well, there's a lot of <laughs> like, promise on her first you. introduction. Like when she walks in and says, yeah. I like, yeah. I could use a sleep and a fuck that doesn't really go anywhere. Cause the only person she fucks is Steve Martin kind of once off screen. And then sort of her ex-husband through a wall but, like, her whole journalism aspect, like, she has one, like, half interview with him. They we don't know what it's for. We don't know where it was supposed to go. We don't know how she's working there. Like, was she there for two weeks? Was she there for three months? Like, she has some kind of an apartment that she's renting with her fucking tuba. But then when she comes back, <laughs> the only luggage she has is her goddamn tuba and, like, yeah, a no briefcase. Yeah, no clothes, right? Yeah, that right. was weird. It's weird she didn't have any clothes. Like, she... Uh, yeah, not even like a backpack or something. Like yeah, that. that was weird. As a, I completely agree with you. As a costume note, uh, their sex, her sexing with Steve Martin off screen, I absolutely hated that she left a button undone. And I know they're supposed to do that, but her hair was also really messed up. That is a, kind of enough to give it away. Yeah, there's no yeah. way that Steve Martin would button up her entire dress except for that top button. And, and and that's assuming that you would even take it off. Like, why wouldn't you just pull it up? It's a dress. Like, yeah, nothing girl. about that made sense. And I did not enjoy that. Nothing about that whole scene made sense. Like, why, what yeah. was the point of that old lady seeing it? They didn't go anywhere. There, nothing yeah, was done there, with it that. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And then, Is any of that in the deleted scenes? No. No. Oh, okay. And then I, also, like, the whole sex scene is weird. Like, they're outside. They're in the rain. They come back in. They're fully dry. And it's just like, oh, I'm... I'm really confused. What what happened here? Well, they they transported themselves to come some kind of weird like fucking jungle with deer and you know made love under the moon. I hated that shit too. And they turned into little kids and walked. <laughs> it's it's like, yeah, yeah why were they kids? And then the fucking lions are coming alive. Like what the hell? That the was the kids were like. What is that supposed to represent? The, no, no, the, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, it was like it's like yeah. it's like they they felt like kids again. They they, yeah. they were young and felt like kids again. And, and the, the lions like the teenagers the the not literal children that are gonna have sex. That's no, weird. Listen, no, I'm sorry, that's weird. No, okay, hold on. It made him feel. Hold on, no one's talking about children having sex. No, they made him feel innocent well, again. To be like, fair, like, like it was like a that is how the scenes progress. They're having sex, and then we're in a little kid like dream sequence. It doesn't make sense. It's not funny. No. It's awkward. It's not funny. <laughs> it is awkward. I was super confused the first time I saw it. Um, I think they're trying to like go for something like it's sweet and they're like childlike wonder and they're like kids again and young at heart and all of that nonsense. I don't know that it works, but that's I think is what, the, what they were going for. Not children having sex. No. Fail. <laughs> it was not good. It was terrible. Well, it was the fine, worst part fine. of the whole movie. God, I hated it. 
when the lions look down at him, I'm like, ah. no, 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 they're, they're bowing their heads at him. They're like, it's kind, it's oh, kind of like what they're doing. No, it like yeah, they were just like getting sucked into themselves. Oh, come on, like you know, it, it's like it's like <laughs> it's like at the beginning <laughs> of fucking the Lion King. You know, all the animals like bow down as they walk by. Oh, it's the same thing. Okay. Yeah, because that's yeah. something that happened. Well, if they could articulate yeah. the puppets, maybe a little bit better, and it, you know, it, to me, it looked like they were just like, oh, hey, are you wearing shoes? Oh, uh, yeah. They're wearing shoes. <laughs> Obviously, you haven't seen lions bow before. <laughs> You're right. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even how they bow in the Lion King, Jared. They, they put their one leg out and they go, come on, I, I've seen the Lion King. That's what I'm saying. It didn't look like a bow. It was just, I don't it, know. It is weird and surreal and the fucking weird music. Um, uh, fucking Enya. The Enya. The Enya, like fucking... Dude. I had Surreal. to pull out my phone. I was like, this is goddamn <laughs> I'm getting some Lord of the Ring vibes here, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, the, the music supervisor must have had like a discount on Inya's music because she comes up like three or four times in the fucking movie. Dude, yeah, yeah and, and, yeah, and it, it sets such an odd tone. Like, like, like when, when, when the, um, we're seeing the plane getting ready to take off and the storm's coming in and, and there's like these like long kind of like dollying shots and everything's slow to this weird fucking ethereal music and it's cutting back to him sitting behind the desk and he's experiencing what's happening and you see the fucking barometer drop and all, I mean all this shit and it's, it's just building this really odd weird tone. I'm like, wow, this is, this is unique. It's, it's very set in its time. That's true. I kind of thought the plane was going to crash the first time. <laughs> oh, because you're like, oh shit, anything could happen here. <laughs> like, he, 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 how fucked up would that be if, if his love like caused the storm because he wanted to stay? But like, the fucking, but, but, but yeah, the plane but, but, had already started but, but, taking but no, off and he yeah, but, it and too it crashes and she fucking dies. <laughs> and he's like, holy shit, that was my fault. And he goes back to the sign and he's like, why? And the sign gets like evil eyes and he's like, ha ha, that's right. Fuck you. Fuck you from LA. Like, you know. <laughs> Teach you to mess with LA, bitch. and he moves back to New York. Yeah, like, oh, oh my God. and meets Meg Ryan. I oh, feel dude, like that, sh- that skit's gonna show up on Family Guy now. I'm gonna be like, hey, do you, you remember LA story? <laughs> oh yeah, I do. And then it becomes a Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie. Oh man, uh, yeah, you mean you mean Meg Ryan fucking Nicolas Cage? <laughs> That that's that that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Happy ending, Tom Hanks. Sad ending, Nicolas Cage. There you go. That's the one that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> cool ass movie though. Also a remake of what? Wings of this Desire. I'm just oh, okay. Really? City of Angels. Yeah, it's a remake of. Uh, I think was that a French film? I think it's a French film. Wings, I don't know. Wings of Desire. I think you need to watch it though. That's cool. I may need to Google that. I don't know. Yeah, I forget what the name is. Anyway. Um, how Daddy is doing? You know that was one of the things that irritated me was do what do. As soon as she said it was a riddle, I knew that he needed to unscramble it. Well, it was he in the thing. It try. said unscramble. He no, he, no, he, he doesn't try. He, you know, he says that he spent time, but I wish that they would have showed him, yes. yeah. like fucking, yeah. like right he on on his all behind his was desk. Like three shots of fucking doodles on his desk. Behind That's his desk, needed. there was a whiteboard, and it said, "Who daddy? Who is daddy?" It, it looks like you know he's he's written that. So we're supposed to infer by looking around the room. But I actually like to see him like trying to decode it. Well, there was like that one scene where he's like, "Call mom," and I was like, "Please." 
tell me that's not how he's going to try and solve this. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was setting up his his phone. Okay. It was kind of like how Which we talked to our, like, call mom now. And like that he, he had, like, some kind of setup like that he was trying to set up with a speakerphone. I also really was irritated about that whole thing. I mean, we all, I don't know. Just, I, I'm, I just don't think that jokes about telephones are that funny, especially when we still have these same issues 30 years later, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was was the the voice dialing feature so brand new that it was a funny joke back then that it felt like it was worth the three minutes worth of movie time across the board, bro? It was right before Star Trek: The Next Generation when motherfuckers were hologramming in and shit like that. Yes, that was exciting. Come on, man. Okay, okay. Think That's about the time. I, I, and I speaking of Star Trek, uh, did you guys notice Patrick Stewart's mouth? Patrick like, Stewart was bonkers. In this he, he's movie. actually he's absolutely great. He's always good in everything. But I was looking at him, I was like. His mouth looks weird, and it like sent me down this fucked up rabbit hole, trying to be like, you know, did Patrick Stewart have fucking like dental implants? Like, does he? Like, <laughs> this, this is this is implants. this is like right before Star Trek: The Next he, Generation, he, he and, and he does not look like that in that. And I'm like, why does he look so weird? He had his gap closed. Oh, there's a gap. He had braces. Between, yeah, but in his yeah, buck he had braces teeth. or something. Yeah, in his buck teeth. No, no, no. no. They, Can we Google that, Patrick oh, Stewart damn. buck teeth? Damn. <laughs> no, they they don't need braces for that. They put a little, a little uh, bridge thing in between your teeth and it like they cut the muscle and put a little piece ah. of metal back there <laughs> no it, it fills stop. <laughs> it fills in the gap okay anyways i'm, I'm together or are they put in something else well, you know braces it, it pulls them together they go in there they cut your muscle and then they put this little uh piece of like a little time right. like this like a yeah. like a staple pretty much oh fun and it closes your anyways teeth. yeah he, he fixed it i guess that was part of his star trek thing it's like you can't be can't be on Star Trek unless you fix the gap. That sounds like a <laughs> Everyone in the future has perfect teeth. Obviously. That's true. Yeah, that's right. We couldn't find any articles on it, but if you do a compare and contrast of Patrick Stewart's mouth <laughs> before and after this movie, you can clearly see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, and also, I noticed that uh, on the second watch, when she is playing her tuba, and it's like right after the weird slow-mo shower slow-mo shower setting odd, all this over this in you real odd tone setting weird shit like it's just like what am i supposed to feel right here you know like why, why what am i supposed to feel right they're here shower sad that they're not together jared That's i what know you're supposed to feel. i know and then and then then she pulls up the the fucking trom- uh, the, the the tuba and she starts to sexily play do what diddy and then it cuts to the sign that says fucking you know uh the daddy who is daddy or whatever and then, you know, How you could figure it out right there that actually, you know, that's that's what it means because she's playing it over that. They told you that early in the movie. <laughs> or like when she calls her mom and it's one of the Monty Python yeah, it's that, it's that It's that sequence. It, that's how that ends. It's that sequence. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. Do you want to play the regular song? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible accent from that. Oh that was probably God. Steve Martin doing the voice. No, there. no. That was one of the Monty Python dudes. Yeah, it was Terry Jones. Oh, was it? Hilarious. Oh, was that Terry Jones? Yeah, okay. Terry Jones. All right. I, I give it a pass then. It sounds bad because it's, it's trying to be that, That's yeah, even a picture it, it's of Terry, Terry Jones, Jones because it's okay. on the nightstand. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> that, that, that washed over me. I didn't get it. I did love the joke of when she's playing the tuba and then he knocks on her door and she's like, no, I don't play the tuba anymore. I mean, I used to, like right before you. Oh, she's like instantly close it. Yeah, <laughs> she has to finish the shave and a haircut. She's yeah, like, dude, well, you she, can't. The whole time she's like super nervous and awkward, and then she finishes it two bits, and then she's like, "All right, let's go. We're good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got this. Soon. 
<laughs> Dude, you know, it's speaking about her her mother there. Like like right right before they like uh, have sex under the fucking moonlight, she goes, uh, "Oh no, I can't. This is how mummy and daddy met, <laughs> or mummy met daddy." Yeah. And then like like what? <laughs> <laughs> Such what? a great little throwaway line. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> His she mom got so raped in a rainforest. <laughs> yeah, no, he's so ag- he aggressively grabs her. He's like, "No, come here." She's like, "No, I can't." This is how mommy met daddy. <laughs> it's a '90s movie. No, it may mean yes. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, no, no means yes, kids. Shouldn't put up the customary. Uh... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Oh, I did like the uh, return of uh, the Pointy Birds poem from Man with Two Brains. <laughs> pointy, pointy. <laughs> Dude, actually, I love... Uh, 90, 90. I love how that scene opens up where it's just out of nowhere, and he busts in, and he's like, you know, you can't... And, and it's got so much energy with the camera, and it's like chasing them around the room, and then it goes upstairs, and then it cuts, and, the, and, like it's, and then he's out on the balcony, and, and there's a ladder in the foreground, and he's just going on, and he, that's when he does the, the, uh, the poem. But like the... the the feel of the camera in that scene is really, really cool. Uh, so I have two things. First, uh, as soon as he started reciting that poem, I was like, dear God, is that the same poem? And <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Martin I know. Original. And she immediately re- reaches over and closes the blinds. And I laughed really, really hard. That's the appropriate reaction. To <laughs> yeah, <that. laughs> uh, and the second thing was, I really liked the camera movements in this one. And I feel like, it was not necessarily consistent throughout the film. It's, yeah. Uh, but I think it worked for each scene that it was in. Like, and I am yeah. especially thinking about the dinner se- or the lunch scene at the beginning with all the LA people and oh, how yeah, yeah, yeah. it moved Reservoir around so much, but it worked really, really well. And it kind of made you feel like you're just in this like crazy, insane flow. That was the, the the mafia movie homage where they're all at yeah, the dinner yeah. table and that it's just sense. spinning around and it's going super fast. And, yeah. Well, it is, but it's not because it's the waiter's POV because they're all looking at the camera and they're talking to him. And that's one thing I really liked about Mick Jackson oh, that's throughout cool. the entire yeah. movie. He he captures these moments, these POV shots that are so fucking great. I like uh, the, my favorite one is the the menu when the, he's at the bank and Patrick Stewart's like, "What would you order?" And it cuts to this oh, yeah, like wide yeah, yeah. angle uh, POV shot. You get the menu, and it's like goddamn huge, and they're so <laughs> far away, just all staring at it. It is great, and there's a lot of little moments like that. Uh, yeah, it, I I like the POV shots a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I looked at I looked him up, and I was like, what else did he do? He did the fucking bodyguard, fucking and then bodyguard. after this movie it was done, I was like, it's okay, a volcano. Now it makes sense that he did the fucking bodyguard after this. He got fired from the bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay though. Lawrence Caster, Kevin Costner, fucking fired his ass off the movie. Uh, when, when they realized that you know he didn't, they were like, "Oh, this is this is what you actually brought. Cool. <laughs> Why don't you go make the volcano movie in LA? Okay, bye." Which is not a terrible movie though. You know, no, no, no. That was a fun it's movie. It's not a great movie. It's no Dante's Peak. Ooh, touche. Bullshit. It's Peak fucking Jones. Or Lee Jones, no. Tommy I'll Lee. I'll take Pierce Brosnan any day for over that one. Thanks. Peak Jones uh, was the fugitive, bro. That absolutely, yeah, hundred percent correct. I don't care about volcano. <laughs> he just did a Peter Pan right off of this here dam. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. God, that movie's so good. We should have done Tommy Lee Jones month. Oh, it's coming. Mm. Don't worry. Mm. I'm here for we it. Call it keeping up with the Joneses month. Tommy Lee June. It's pretty close. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. 
Are we at ratings here, guys? I feel like we're at I guess so. I guess so. All right, who's going first? Who's rating L.A. Story? I went first the last two times, so I'm not going first. <laughs> yeah, but this is your movie. I'll talk about it first. All right, thank you, Greg. Yeah. Uh, man, this was, this was pretty fun. This was a hell of a lot more fun than the last two that we watched. This feels like Steve Martin poured his heart and soul into this for a really long time, trying to think of what it should be. And if the seven years working on the script is correct, then it feels like he kind of that amount of work paid off because there's a lot of there's a lot of L.A. heart in this. I've only been to L.A. fucking once, if you don't count going through LAX, which kind of doesn't count. But there's a lot of L.A. love in this. There's also a lot of like movie tropes and and references to other things. I like how how the camera. Um, there's a lot of interesting shots in this, like where, like where there's no reason to have a giant crane shot, but they do. And then it cranes down. It starts at like a really high angle and then it cranes down and zooms in close. And now they're kissing and here they are on the street. And like there's uh, a lot of cliches that I think work pretty well. Um, there are a lot of jokes that don't land. I think I laughed out loud about four times in this, which is probably more than the last two movies that we watched. But overall, I had a pretty good time. There's not a lot of character development beyond Steve Martin's character, um, as we kind of talked about. The um, fuck, I just totally lost her name. Victoria Tennant, I think her name yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Victoria Tennant's character starts really interesting and then goes literally nowhere. Um, once she starts actually like interacting with Steve Martin, she just basically becomes an object for him to try and and achieve, um, which is. Kind of problematic and less romantic than maybe a 90s movie wants it to be. But overall, um, I don't know. I got, I got good feels for everything. Like it, I, I think it, it, it achieved most of its goals, even if they weren't lofty in the first place. I don't know what else to say about this. It's, it's, it's got some good jokes. It's got less slapstick than other Steve Martin movies. And so it's kind of more watchable than some of his zanier attempts. I think it's super solid. Like it, it. Some of it does not hold up, but some of it is still pretty funny for thirty years later, twenty years later, thirty. Wow, math. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it an eight point five. I think it was super fun. All right, eight point five. Who's going next? I can go next. Um, and before I really start the rating, I did want to comment on Steve Martin's makeup, which was not good actually through most of the movie. He had. I don't, I'm assuming he had dark circles and whoever was his makeup artist just put like a shit ton of concealer under his eyes. It looked Damn. really bad. Yeah. I saw that on the close up when it, the, at the very beginning of the movie, it starts on his eyes. I thought, I thought I felt something in there as well. Yeah. yeah. I thought I really, really noticed it um, when he's eating lunch at that restaurant scene. It just <laughs> looks like two smears of. <laughs> concealer <laughs> wow. it looks really bad yeah um anyway Thank okay. hd right exactly so all right so um but i can i can also review the film which is um yeah i enjoyed this movie a lot actually i thought it was really funny i think a lot of his attempts at slapstick and his zany humor aren't great however in this movie he is held up by a fantastic cast and the script, I think, is much more solid than the previous two. And it's much more satirical. And 
I can really appreciate a lot of the the culture and the people that he's making fun of. And not only is he making fun of them like like that, but he's also giving them a chance to really shine. You know, he's he's making fun of all of these different types of people, but they're still real characters, except of course mm. for the the main character, the main lead female, who, yes, as we have discussed, kind of falls away. And honestly, I agree that she just become just some sort of object, but <laughs> compared to the last movie, I mean, dear God, she <laughs> can at least talk and say things, so that's fantastic. So, um, but yeah, I was actually really impressed, and I think I enjoyed this. I laughed a lot during this movie. I thought it was really sweet and kind of heartwarming in times. Some stuff is problematic. Some stuff would definitely not hold up if this was released today. But I think the bulk of this does hold up. I think ultimately this is a really good, feel-good romantic comedy. And I enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed (laughs) I feel like uh, all of the supporting female characters were absolutely fantastic. I was actually blown away by how well-rounded they were because I had kind of, at this point, after watching The Man with Two Brains, given up on um, women and Steve Martin. Um, but it turns out that maybe he doesn't hate them or see them as, you know, holes. And so, yeah, this movie was great in that sense. I loved... I love No, like, like honestly, Sarah Sorry. just... <laughs> Yeah, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, look, we all watched last week's movie. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) And kind of My Blue Heaven is a little in the same vein, but they were kind of characters, just not well-rounded. But they were, yeah, you know. Like, this week, week they're actually, like, people. (laughs) Yeah. That's nice. I enjoyed that. Um. No, like, honestly, like, Sarah Jessica Parker uh, is, like, the, the most vapid character. She can't even stand up straight. She's constantly, like, falling over. We, I think we've decided she's on coke. Um, she, her <laughs> hobby is getting, you know, a, a colonic. And, and somehow she is still funny and lovable and a human being. And I, like, that's that's fantastic. I absolutely love everything that's happening here. Yeah, the the main character who's is the main character based on his wife. This makes sense. She is literally his wife. He's literally his wife, and it's based on his wife. All right, so that would be why he doesn't see her as a person. I get it. All right, okay. So this is Steve Martin coming back. Okay, okay. Yeah. Actually, I I do want to admit this that I read some articles, some interviews with him, and I was actually surprised at how intelligent he seemed based on some of the writing of his that I've seen. So I don't know if that's like a maturity thing or or what that is, but there's some sort of disconnect here that I'm, I haven't 100% put together. Anyway, the costumes were great. Other than Steve Martin's really bad um, eye makeup, um, the makeup was really good. I love the production design. I love how whoever did the location scouting. Actually, Steve Martin said he did a lot of that. A lot of these were a lot of his favorite places in L.A. You know, the L.A. can be, you know, this just like jungle of cars and concrete and nothing. And it's just awful. But like there are really cool places if you know where to look. And I love that they highlighted some really cool places in this movie. I also love that they're just roasting everybody. Some of it doesn't work. Some of the jokes were, you know, not great. But ultimately, overall, I think most of them where I laughed a lot during this and I would 100% watch it again. Uh, so I'm going to give this an eight. 
Nice. All right. Eight, five, and an eight. Um, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and go, Brian. Let you wrap this one out. Um, after watching the last two Steve Martin films, I was prepared to uh, start going on stage and open and say, what if I were to tell you that Steve Martin isn't as funny as you think he is? <laughs> Hello, I'm Jared Callen, and this is my TED Talk. <laughs> like, uh, But I'll, I'll, this movie actually saved it for me. It, it feels like you know Steve Martin kind of like progressively gets better and better at, at his weird little shtick. And maybe it's because he spent a lot of time working on this. But this movie actually... It, it's set in its time, and it has these like magical moments. Like, like there's odd, weird little tone, like things that I'm just like perplexed by while watching this film. But but it's it's like interesting, and I I love a lot of these characters, and it's neat seeing all these fucking cameos, and and there's really interesting camera shit going on. And the whole time I was watching this, I was like, this this is such an odd, weird director to try to throw at something like this. But I think that you know it, it, because it has like all of this like British like stuff going on in it. I think it was really smart of them to try to pull a British like TV director or somebody who does a lot of British style stuff. Like, you know, I think that was interesting. It's kind of like they, they, they were playing the game as well to try to create something that was like a little different because it shows LA in a way that, uh, you know, people wouldn't normally do, you know, it, it has like a, it's very like fairy tale storybooky feel, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, like yeah. with all the neon and the colors. I mean, like I, I know we talked about it, we didn't really like the the weird fucking you know date sequence with the you know the turning into children and stuff. But like leading up to that, there's some really cool imagery, like you know shooting through fucking uh, different colored like L, um, neon lights and all that. Oh, that L.A. neon sign yeah. thing that they like fall in love in front of was like the highlight of the whole film. For it's me, beautiful. For sure. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Like just so you know, just just to kind of see L.A. at that time, and and goddamn, I really want a fucking hot dog. I actually looked up that that place, uh, and it still exists, and it's 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 bookmarked for next time I go to L.A. I'm gonna definitely go there and get a hot dog. I'll take a picture. Um, but yeah, man, uh, fucking, it's it's a fun little movie, man. It it it's it's got the best script out of anything that we watched this month. Um, I, I find it completely uh, very uh, enjoyable. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a nine. I hate to tell you, but the hot dog stand has been closed for over 20 years. Well, I looked it up today still, still and it standing, said it was not, open. Not, uh, not, not, probably not the same spot, there? but it still says it's the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh they went there on the behind the scenes extra features and the place was gone. And like, I sw- they just had a vacation, okay? Like, and I, I could have sworn pants. that the, uh, the production designer was like, yeah, you can, you, this place doesn't exist anymore. Maybe he was Tale just talking the, about the, uh, the building. Tale of the Pup. On uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. Six months ago, people were uh, putting... Uh, six days ago, somebody put a... Uh, I wonder if it shut down and then they reopened it. Yeah, it sounds like someone reopened it. Yeah, yeah. I'll still go there. I don't care. It's like going to Randy's for a donut. <laughs> you got to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is Randy and why is he trying to give us donuts? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, yeah, I'm going to add... Yeah, I, I guess I'm going to echo what most of you guys said uh i think i'm gonna come in at like a i don't know seven seven five somewhere in that ballpark uh the script is really good i think uh the actors hold this movie back a little bit um mostly just Mm -hmm. the leads um steve martin is good when he's talking to the sign i like the the slapstick moments he's good in in the slapstick stuff here but i don't like it in this movie i wish this movie was Mm. a would get rid of some of that stuff because some of it's just filler that I just like, I don't really need. I like the stuff that's like LA 
we're poking fun of LA, but like slow mo shower, I, like who, what the fuck is that? Why is that in here? It's just like a because it's, it's funny, Brian. I, yeah, but it doesn't like I like humor that applies to the story I'm watching, not just random shit. Otherwise, why don't I just go watch Family Guy, which is literally just some random shit put into the middle of a fucking story that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. God, I fucking hate it. The Simpsons. Every <laughs> better hour in L.A. has a slow mo. It's because it's sexy, bro. I mean, it would be but funny that... if it was like slow mo water saving setting. That would have been funny. I guess they weren't trying to conserve water in 1991. I don't know. Um, no. No, it wasn't a desert back then. Oh, uh, yeah. The Colorado River was still going strong, baby. No, it wasn't. I saw Terminator. That came out in 1991. <laughs> no, no. He actually drives down down the fucking L.A. River. Uh, like, at the beginning. That's one of the things. He goes, boom, and he pops out yeah. into where... They yeah. showed the extra water coming up off his tires. There was plenty yeah. of water. Oh. Yeah, water. man. There was lots of water for the almonds. Uh, <laughs> it was nice seeing uh, Carol Co. actually have their logo in front of a movie that wasn't uh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Um <laughs> Or a Sylvester Stallone movie. Yeah. I thought that that was kind of weird, yeah. um, but you know it was nice. Not, I'm not not crazy about the movie, but the writing is really good. Uh, you know that's the the thing that really sings. So seven seven point five, definitely the best movie of Steve Martin month. A romantic comedy that doubles as a love letter to the titular city. L.A. story is a Steve Martin at his silly, sweetly soulful best. Rotten Tomatoes certifies L.A. Story as fresh with a 93% tomato meter and a 75% wow. audience score. Mm, there it is. Those critics were like, we can't talk about the town we live in. <laughs> they want to keep working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the story of our lives. <laughs> Figure out what music we're going to do. You're not playing uh, Anya? You know you're going to play Do What Diddy at the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, obviously, well, but I mean, I think I was actually he's gonna... looking at the, his Anya collection, right? Inya I, oh. I was either going to go with Give me on the Inya. I don't you got to open with Inya and close with Do What Diddy, or or do open with Do What Diddy and close with Inya. No, you should close with Do What Diddy. You got to play that. You got to play that weird, odd, fucking set to tone, crazy, you know, <laughs> heroin ass Inya song. I was I've... play the Inya song that might be might as well be Sarah McLachlan. I will remember <laughs> you. Oh, the, what, the one of the Inya like <laughs> parts in there, it sounds like Titanic a little bit. It's got, yeah, a, little, it got a little Titanic going on. Yeah. You guys think everything sounds like fucking Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should watch Titanic more, and you'd oh, understand. Yeah, I think you just source. haven't seen Titanic that many times. It's Brian. back in theaters right now, Brian. We need to go see it. Well, did you guys oh, know? Shit, is it really? The editor yes. of Titanic cut this film, and the yes. mom. Was from sense. Titanic was in this movie. She was the yes. yeah okay right. Everybody knows. Wait, the mom from Titanic is it, wait who's who's the mom? She from was the uh, lunch. Yeah, she was at the lunch wasn't she? Oh, Rose's mom. Ro- yeah, Rose's mom. Oh. Yeah, the mom. You know how many moms are in Titanic? Yeah. Fuck. Oh, there's everyone's a bunch of moms. A lot, a lot of moms. Yeah. Not everyone's, everyone's a mom. Tucking the kids. Dude, everyone's a mom in Titanic, bro. Everyone. Even Jack. Vasquez was a mom. He's a mom. And then Rose had a mom. There were no other moms Fabricio in this movie. Fabricio is a mother. <laughs> I, no, when you said the mom in Titanic, I thought you were talking about the old lady. At the, and My then first I, thought was the... Uh, Irish mom. Oh, so I thought of the grandma and then I was like, no, he's talking about the mom, mom who's dating Bill Paxton. And I was like, but she's not the mom if the grandma's the mom. And so that's, what I was oh no, that, that was the granddaughter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. I was talking about Kate Winslet's mom in the movie. 
and how she is like corset scene. Remember Christine the lesbian corset chick scene. that has the hangover now. in this movie. <laughs> she is. Oh my oh, god, she I couldn't is. tell. Oh. I, yeah, I recognize her, but I couldn't figure out who she was. Yeah, I'm glad you saw. I recognize that. those eyes anywhere. She's got those specific <laughs> eyes. <laughs> She's like, I've had too much to drink. Let's go make a Titanic movie. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And on that note, we are cutting this thing off. You've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at moviecrewpod. Jared, where can the audience find you? You can find me on uh, Instagram at checkthegate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. One last question, real quick, Brian. Uh, when they kiss, you got that in your yes. brain? And, 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 and it goes cut, cut, cut. Oh yeah! What French movie? Are they, what French movie are they ripping off? Oh uh, no, yeah. dude! I could. I, I've been watching all these Van Damme movies, so I kept thinking of, uh, of every time like Van Damme does a spin kicks, and they they show it like from five different <laughs> angles. <laughs> it's repeated action. I was like, this is from some French movie, and Brian's gonna know what it is. What it's is from it? Bloodsport, bro. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, even better. <laughs> Sorry, that's just where my head is. This head's is the only right acceptable answer. Because <laughs> every time, every time Steve Martin kisses you, it's like you get kicked in the mouth <laughs> by, uh, by the muscles from Brussels. <laughs> Woo! Oh yeah. my god, this is the shit I'm fucking here for. <laughs> Uh, sorry, dude. I don't. I don't have any pretentious. Fr- fr- oh no, that was perfect. Move on. No, you did it. You did exactly what uh, I needed. All it. right, great. Where can the audience find you? And scene. Uh, I am on Instagram at Griggsy Media. That's G R I G G S Y Media. Hey, Kristen, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. Oh, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits and. Um, you know, I, I I was feeling the peer pressure for Inya and some other things earlier, but I think we should probably close out with Amazing Grace via bagpipes. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> I think that's smart. Oh, you found no. your voice, huh? I can't. Stop. Oh, 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 okay. Well, I've been overruled. <laughs> Why are you that. open with that? Why don't you open with that? No, because opener. this is more triumphant. What? No, stop. I actually like when, when when the bagpipes are playing and and the winds hitting their face yeah. and they have to take a step back. They're like ah, and then like the look right there, absolutely magical. It was beautiful. It's beautiful. It doesn't mean you close with that. They didn't even close. With Bullshit! That. That's the feeling right there. But... They found love. They kissed in the fucking silhouette of the moon, Kristen. The sexiest right. thing that can happen in L.A. by listening to bagpipes. Yeah, nothing screams <laughs> L.A. like bagpipes. It's true. You, what am I thinking? The soul of L.A. is bagpipes. That's how L.A. speaks. <laughs> Every time I've Wait, heard L.A. Talk, it's been through bagpipes. Scottish? Because I was going to say this is based on an Irish yes. movie, but never, or an Irish song, but never mind. <sighs> but I mean, it is 100% you, based on an Irish song, but no, also, No pressure, Brian. You do. You do what you bagpipes want. Bagpipes are Scottish, and so they're not really applicable here. But yeah, Brian, you should do whatever you want. Some would say applicable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never even gave me your, your choice. You started to, and then we got off into bagpipes, and I don't know even what happened. I'm so confused. Brian, Brian this is your we're, podcast. We're we support you. What? I mean, as long as you make the right choice, we support you. Yeah. I, I like how it, when we pick a music choice that she's not on board with, it's my podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that? it's your podcast, she's like, Brian. She just yeah. washed your hands of this shit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Like, I'm done. That's right, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I think we're seeing seeing how things are done around here I'm done I'm out <laughs> we're done